First real opportunity for the All Blacks deep in the red zone. Going to a full line-out option. And the throw is good. Pops it off to Tony Woodcock. There's the first try of the final. What a move. Now Yashvili. Away it goes to trend at Rougerie. Doucetois. Doucetois, the captain. France are back. And they're offside. They know it. They've just got to kick it out. And the All Blacks are the world champions for the second time. Kia and good morning all. Welcome to the latest edition of Rugby World Cup today, live from Paris in the foyer of our beautiful hotel here in Creteo in the southern part of Paris. We are surrounded by blue, white and red. We're behind enemy lines. I look up and I see Ale Le Bleu standing proudly behind the main reception area. Red and white and blue balloons adorn the main foyer. Uh, a real sign that uh, the home side has full support. My name is Daniel McCarty, taking you throughout this hour to talk about the opening game of Rugby World Cup 2023 and this wonderful history between these two sides. This is the 10th edition of the Rugby World Cup. New Zealand, of course, three times champions. South Africa, three times champions and the reigning world champions. Australia have two titles to their name and England as well have one. Who will it be this time around? You can drop in your prediction. Be wise before the fact. Go on, show off, double eight, double three. Your contribution hugely appreciated on the show. And of the nations who have not won before, Ireland and the very host nation, France, are the most likely to join that rather exclusive group. But can they? both those sides handle the pressure. We will get our first glimpse of the French tonight as they host New Zealand in the World Cup opener. Today is the day. It is match day here in France. The All Blacks set to rip into another World Cup campaign in blazing heat today. It's already 20 degrees humidity, 80%. It's going to hit 36 degrees later today. And we understand close to kickoff, it will be uh, near 30 degrees. It will be a white hot atmosphere with red hot conditions and we cannot wait to bring you all the action from Stade de France. It looked just a picture yesterday. We can't wait to get back there and call the game out. Coverage starts from 6am tomorrow morning. 7.15 is the fourth uh, 7.15 is the kickoff time, rather I should say. This is the fourth time New Zealand has played an opening game of the Rugby World Cup. They've won them all, of course, because New Zealand has a proud record in group play. 31 games played, 31 games won, one draw. That, of course, was the abandoned fixture from uh, the uh, last World Cup uh, due to a typhoon, wasn't it? So it, the ty- a typhoon was the only thing that has stopped an all-black side from uh, winning a game at the group stage, but I cannot remember a time where there were so many doubters surrounding the side and their ability to win a group game at a Rugby World Cup. And this will be the eighth time France and New Zealand has met at a World Cup. No nation has played each other more than Le Bleu and Le Black at World Cups. What an incredible array of memories they have left for us all, both joyous and painful, depending on your allegiances, of course. So what are your favourite moments from their extraordinaire relationship? Double 
triple eight double three. We want you to deep into that memory bank. What sticks out and for what reason? Double eight double three. The Tempo and Beer Post text machine. We want to hear from you. What are those moments uh, that stand head and shoulders, perhaps above the rest? Do let us know. We'll drip in uh, some uh, clips uh, over the years throughout the duration of the show. But uh, now is a chance for you to contribute. Double eight double three. Your favourite moments between the All Blacks and uh, France. Can't wait for it to start today. One man who is uh, quite well linked uh, with the All Blacks and France, fair to say, will be our feature guest Conrad Smith in just a few seconds will get to the two-time World Cup winner um, and star midfielder uh, from what 2007 through to 2015 a wonderful career he did have Kimberly Downs you know very well here on SENZ she's doing a brilliant job for One News has been incredibly busy over the last few weeks she's normally on our, our airwaves on a Friday we caught up with her to get her perspective of what she has seen at this tournament while we will also hear from Dalton Papali'i who might just have most to prove most to gain most to lose he starts in the number six jersey just the second time he will start a test at blindside flanker later this evening here in Paris. He is uh, rather proud of uh, this opportunity. We will uh, go inside the All Black camp uh, as we uh, work our way through the show. But right now, let's hear from former All Black great Conrad Smith on World Cup today. We're utterly thrilled to welcome in a multiple Rugby World Cup winner from 2011-2015. A man who's inextricably linked to France uh, for a variety of reasons. He is the one, the only Mr Conrad Smith who joins us. Good to see you, mate. You, look, I'm glad you have an age today. Like, seriously. <laughs> what are you? Obviously, the time in France has treated you well. Yeah, yeah. I can't, can't complain about my time time over here and it's, it's good to be back I've been back a few weeks and yeah life life's pretty good here it, I have to say that much do you, do you have a fondness for French rugby and, and France even more so after your time with, with Poe I, I understand you're fluent you show off now a bit of a special place for you yeah it is it is and to be honest you know it is even outside of rugby like I, I, I enjoyed the rugby you know, more than I probably thought I would, but it was um, just the lifestyle and, and things like this um, that outside of the game that probably uh, attracted myself and the family more. And, and that's why we, you know, loved our time here and we're sort of happy to be back. And to be honest, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have probably stayed for longer than we did. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, it was a great five years that, that we had up here and um, maybe we'll, we'll spend some more time here. It's, um, yeah, like I say, it's uh, got, got a lot going for it. They, they certainly do the life balance pretty well. Yeah, that, that, that they do. So, so obviously working with what the International Players Association, I think that's the, the official title, which is, you know, a, a pretty broad, big role for you uh, these days. But as far as the World Cup, do you have any involvement or do you actually get your bum on the seat and be a bit of a fan over the next few weeks? Yeah, a bit, a bit of that, you know, a bit of it all. I, I, yeah, my role with International Rugby Players is, uh, so, you know, World Rugby run, you know, a number of conferences during the World Cup because obviously everyone's here, coaches, yeah. CEOs, um, whatnot. So there, there is a bit of work on um, that I will, will attend, but, but also um, just the opportunity for, for us, you know, the families up here, we're back in our house that we had in Poe and 
and then it's pretty accessible to, to Paris and Lyon and Toulouse. So obviously the All Black Games take priority, but uh, get, get into a few others as well. So a bit of a fan, bit of work. It's, um, yeah, hopefully will be a, a good few weeks. This tournament is going to be wild, isn't it? As, yeah. far as, oh, as far as unpredictability, you know, the group play, I, I think, looks the most exciting. And then you've got four legitimate contenders, maybe even beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, cause, you know, you get asked about this a lot, and, and, and that's always my response. Like, I, I, it's hard to get past that, that four to win it. But then I, I think the real openness is the naming even the quarterfinalists, which for me... You, all, all the other previous World Cup, it's not as you could not have a more open um, competition for those um, for those spots in the quarterfinals. So yeah, that that's what makes the pool play absolutely more more exciting and more more difficult to predict than any other World Cup. And, that, and that's um, yeah, it's obviously starting Friday night, so it's going to be a, a great pool stage. And uh, and yeah, I, I think it's uh, I just really hope there's there's good rugby that goes with it the whole way through, which um, yeah, you, you hope will be the case. But you, you also realise in rugby, the World Cup, the pressure it can tighten the screws yes. and, and sort of, and it does have a funny effect on the, the style of play. But but I think if you you know looking at the way international rugby's been played in the last couple of years, I I don't think that will happen, and and that's just going to make for a a great tournament. Of course, player safety is massive in your world now, and you obviously want the officiating to take care of that. But more broadly, whether it's you know just just how they officiated the breakdown, you just want the kids to play, right? You want this to be a great advertisement yeah. for the game. Yeah, and, and yeah, look, you make a good point. Like I don't want to get too far into it, but like Nor do our I. view, a player view is that you know if you you're looking after player welfare, it's not about the rules of the game; it's about how much rugby these guys are playing and how much yes. training they're doing. Like that that's the yeah. real impact. Like whether they, you know, the timing into the tackle and the the, the subtleties around the clean out, like man, we've got to address that because it doesn't look good. Um, you know, if we're not doing it right. But yeah, that that that's only going to be small ones. The, the real ones are going to be around controlling how much um these guys are playing and got and girls now, you know, looking at the way the women's game's developing. So yeah, I, I yeah, totally get what you're saying and, and I just want to see some some good rugby and officiating is gonna be a part of that, but um hopefully that that's not gonna be a, a dominant thing. No, no, I, I, I concur. I hope you are very much right on that. As far as the All Blacks uh, and their chances, uh, I know you spent a little bit of time with them. Now, now you might be very protective of, of what went down on that and understand that, but, you know, what did you do with them? You know, what did you offer? Yeah, I it wasn't uh, anything too, too detailed. We were asked to spend some time um, with the team and... and I was uh, a little bit hesitant initially, but I, I think, like a lot of the others, you know, that were asked. I, I remember, you know, when 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 I was playing and and having former players um, being brought into the camp, I, I absolutely loved it. You know, whether even within the Hurricanes, I remember Ian Kirkpatrick being asked to come, and he spent some time. I, I just loved talking with the guy. Yeah. I still do. Um, yeah, he's awesome, you know, and, isn't he? And and sharing stories, and so I just thought, look, that that's all I'll do, and and that's to be honest, um, very much the the nature of our involvement this year. It was very, you know, there was no agenda, there was no um, program in terms of what we were doing. We just spent some time with the team, um, and you know, and it sort of just happened 
in its own way. And we ended up chatting with the players, chatting with the, the coaches and, and, and um, various members of the team. And, and I think um, everyone got something out of it, including ourselves. So, look, hopefully it helped them in some way. It seemed to be well received by the players. So, you know, and, and it's something that we'll, you know, probably continue to do and as it should for, you know, not just this tournament, but that's just something um, bringing in players is just part of the team and part of the culture of the All Blacks, I think. Gee, how grumpy are they going to be? They've had two weeks to wait since being humbled by South Africa. <laughs> like, I, I, I remember covering I'd imagine you would have been very grumpy for a couple of weeks. Yeah. They, must, yeah, no. they must be looking at watches going, seriously, can we get this started? <laughs> I, I agree. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's crossed my mind uh, a few times. I, I was in London and, yeah, it hurt me as much as, you know, I know it would hurt the players, so... Yeah, this time, and um, I, I always remember, you know, the, you, you come off a, a game like that, it's um, you just can't wait to 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 right the wrongs, you know, and um, and and you get to do it in a pretty special occasion, opening match against France. So, yeah, it, it'll be um, it's just going to add to add to this event, and look, I, I'm I'm sure the guys will. Uh, be looking to put in a really good performance and and uh, uh, what that will mean at the end of the day, I'm, I'm honestly not yeah. really sure because it's going to be such a great battle. Um, and look, the, the great thing is, I think most people realise now when you look at the draw and you look at the way it's all panning out, the, the result is going to be important, but it's not going to dictate a whole lot. You know, this, this World Cup's going to be won or lost next month. You know, it's a, a long time away before the real games get played. So, this one, hopefully, is just a, just a great occasion to start this um, this World Cup. Yeah, we only need to reflect on 2011 as a great illustration, you know, how far France, you know, looked off the pace the first time you played them and then 8-7 in a final. Uh, you know, yeah. strange things can happen. Um, and South Africa, as... you know, yeah. I was just going to say, South Africa losing, you know, they, they lost to us in the last World Cup and, and went on to win it. Like, I, just, uh, I just think there's so much that can be learned from... From World Cups and 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 how little you you you, you can place on form at the like the World Cup is two months long. It's a massive tournament and and the form early on. Um, although every team wants to be playing well, it, it's uh, it's what happens at the end of this tournament that decides you know that this the results and and it's sometimes hard to get your head around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm really keen to pick your brain about France before we let you go here, Conor. But my observation, I won't be afraid if you tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to be the first time. Maybe I'm half glass full. But I look at the All Blacks currently and I think, you know, their best starting a lineup, which they don't have available to them for, for injuries, I think can beat anyone. I think that's that's pretty obvious. But my, my question mark is the depth when I compare them to Ireland, maybe South Africa, maybe France. Is that how you read it? Or are you going to slap my hand and say, come on, mate, you've got that <laughs> Oh, a little, little bit in between. I think their depth is is strong. I think uh, like that's something that they have developed well. Um, and for Fabian Gaultier, like the coaching staff, that they've kept a consistent lineup, but they have been building depth behind that as well. And uh, you know, like if you look at the injuries and the the cover they're bringing in, they're all pretty capable. But I, I, I do think you make a point that it's um, they are untested. I, I actually think the whole team, as good as I've been, that they don't have World Cup experience, which I know from my own experience is, is massive. And but I, I actually look at this French team and think um, the next World Cup, 2027, they, if they keep this group together and keep 
they'll be a they'll be a beast, you know. But this this World Cup's going to be a little bit of a test because you know as, as much as good as they are. This whole World Cup experience is so unique and so different. It's a bit like ourselves in 2007, a great team, but you know we we got found out when the real pressure came on, and it wasn't till 11 and 15 that the same guys, Carter McClure, that you know stepped up late in their careers. So um, you know I see some similarities in that, and so look, I, I still think the French team are good enough to win this tournament, but I, but I I think they have vulnerabilities around just their, their lack of experience at, at World Cups in particular. Yeah, and those depth questions, I, I, I can lobby, or sorry, lob towards the All Blacks. Would that be fair? Yeah, yeah. But um, look, I, I, I still like the squad that we have and, um, you know, the guys that we pull in, that there's, there's good experience. And, um, I, I'm, you know, even I look at the team mm. that I've selected for this weekend, I'm, I'm confident they can, they can do that. And, and everyone... Like I say, it's a long tournament, and the depth is going to be tested on every group. Like no, no team is going to expect to go through without injuries, um, and and that's uh, that's just a fact of rugby. So how how you respond to that is, is a big part of, um, in terms of who's going to come out and top it to, at the end of this. As I said at the top of this interview, in a lot of ways you are sort of linked to, to France. You spent time there um, after leaving New Zealand rugby, of course. Um, you. Uh, Sat through 2007 on the sidelines, didn't you? you had to watch that, I'm sure it was painful. And of course, you, you had uh, 2011 and 2015. Um, you know, what does the rivalry, the French All Blacks rivalry mean to you? It's been a real theme of ours today. Oh, it's, it's special. Like I, um, yeah, even being back here the last few weeks, you, you realise the 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 uniqueness and the, and how special it is they 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 are extremely passionate about their rugby they they haven't tasted World Cup success and it's and it is uh, it's playing on them and but yeah. and, and they sense you know that this, they have a team and I, I was here when the World Cup was announced to be played in in France and they at that time the under twenties won and these guys Dupont and Tamang, I know he's injured, but we're coming through and, and it's honest it's been four years in the building, the pressure on this group. So it's uh, and then you know the whole draw came out and they're playing the all blacks first up. So there's just so many things that have fallen into place and look it's gonna be a it's gonna be a special special game and I'm sure it'll add to the the rich history around the World Cup rivalry between the two teams. And like, like I said at the start, I, I actually like the fact that, hey, whoever wins, whoever loses, you live to fight another day. And knowing these two teams, we'll probably meet again in the tournament. So uh, yeah. let's hope that happens. Yeah, a couple more. D- um, Dupont, I think, said during the week, it's been four years. We've been waiting for this for four years. Man, it, like, that could be kind of suffocating if you're thinking like that. And, you know, then you've got your partisan Parisian crowd who, who can be fickle, Conrad, who can turn <laughs> if things don't go their way. It's going to be an extraordinary atmosphere, isn't it? Um, you know, that stadium, oh, yeah. what's at stake? You know, lights getting, the lights getting dimmed, Daft Punk pumping out, the lasers. It's a heck of an atmosphere, isn't it? Paint that picture uh, to, to those people back yeah. in well, look, it's an hour build-up. Like a game in New Zealand, as good as we are in our own preparation, I, I think we'd be lucky to put on 15 minutes of preparation. But this is this is literally got a ceremony I've already seen. This ain't Captain Hurricane going around Sky Stadium, is it? 
by the by the kickoff, it, it'll be fever pitch. So, um, and, and then the players come out and know they have to play their part. So, all right, it, it'll it'll be great. It'll be great, and I'm sure, <laughs> despite all I said before, that the players will just be absolutely gunning for this game, and they won't think about a final two months later. It's all about the here and now. Um, so, I, I just think you you let it play out, and then. We'll, we'll play this match, have a deep breath and get ready for um, two more months of action. Absolutely. And you could get um, ready for two more months of luncheons, of, you know, after dinner <laughs> speaking, of being wined yeah, and yeah. dined by the French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll, be it'll, be, it'll be a wonderful couple of months. Conrad, lovely to see you. Uh, hope you and the family are well. Uh, enjoy whatever happens over the, la- uh, the next couple of months. We really do appreciate your time here on SCNZ because uh, you've been a busy boy. And I'm sure um, you aren't missing Paris traffic. That's fair. No. no it's brutal, mate. It's not, not, not. Could it give me New Plymouth a uh, couple of. <laughs> Brilliant. A you know, couple Thanks. of lights in the whole, in the whole city. That would, I'd rather have that. Brilliant. <laughs> good. Lovely, lovely to see you, Conrad. Appreciate your time, mate. All right. All good. See you guys. Enjoy the match. We are approaching 6.30. This is Rugby World Cup today, coming to you live from Paris, ahead of World Cup opener. It's game day here, quarter past seven tomorrow morning, New Zealand time. And with that in mind, let's get to our Rugby World Cup schedule. Rugby World Cup 2023 schedule, uh, thanks to Kubota. And uh, just to remind you, our coverage tomorrow morning of the opening game, it is Super Saturday across SNZ. How good, how good, what a day of sport we do have. 6am, our coverage from Stade de France and Saint-Denis to the north of uh, Paris uh, will begin at 6am. So we've got an hour and 15 to build up. Uh, that will include the opening ceremony, the sights and sounds and smells from Stade de France. We'll hear from uh, some of the key uh, all-black protagonists in the lead-up to kick off as well. Justin Marshall will be alongside me to provide expert analysis throughout the call. The games then roll on thick and fast over the weekend. Sunday morning, Australia, Georgia. Come on, my beloved Georgia. Los Lilos, maybe they will... uh uh, force the first upset of the World Cup when they take on Australia. Uh, Sam Hewitt, who's deep into uh, pronunciation class for Georgian, uh, he will have the call alongside Steve Devine. 4 a.m. Sunday morning. On uh, Sunday, it will be England up against Argentina. That game is being played in the city of Marseille. The first two games played in Paris. Scotty Stevenson will be alongside uh, another former all-black halfback. So we've gone to the halfbacks because they're the smart guys, right? Ant Strawn, wonderful commentator to join us. And uh, that is uh, a look at uh, all the games coming to you over the weekend. Um, also, Monday morning, Monday morning, 7am, this is going to be a real beaut. Wales take on Fiji. Wales take on Fiji from Bordeaux. Sam Hewitt and Ant Strawn will have the call for you, 7am kickoff. Those are the big games coming your way here on SENZ. That was our Rugby World Cup 2023 schedule with Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. 29 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Let's head off to the news with Johnny Mack. C'est 
Dominici a pris le ballon Et c'est défoncé Essai de Christophe Dominici, c'est un génie Essai Extraordinaire Extraordinairement bien joué de la part de Fabien Galtier, un coup de pied dans la boîte, comme l'on dit Oui Oui, les blacks sont sur le reculoir Le pack français domine Galtier au large Un ballon par-dessus Essai Oui Oh, the pain and heartbreak of that extraordinaire comeback from the French 1999. We're a second half meltdown from the All Blacks, if you want to frame it that way. You, we talked about this yesterday already, Daniel. You're opening up the wounds again <laughs> before the kickoff of the opening match. That's, that's very, very cruel of you. Well, it could have been worse. I could have played the forward pass from 2007. Cause, yeah, because there's I, so many New Zealand rugby fans I, are over that one too. Yeah, I, I was watching the highlights of that 99 one uh, on the World Rugby YouTube channel. It's just, oh, it still stings, doesn't it? Yeah. We want to know your favourite uh, All Blacks versus France World Cup memory, whether it's David Kirk ducking and darting away, Bucks one-handed scoop offload to JK to finish in the right-hand corner of the Rugby World Cup final in 1987. Yes, that... Uh, miserable afternoon in London in 1999, all that forward pass in Cardiff in 2007, or uh, Julian Savia rampaging across and over the French in 2015, or just the sheer relief of a nation after holding its breath for 80 painstaking minutes at Eden Park in 2011. Seven times these two nations have played. Love to get your favourite memory. And... Uh, well, maybe strongest memory is a good way to, to phrase it. Maybe those losses uh, do stand out above the rest. Double eight, double three. Love to get your contribution. Thanks, Chris, for sending in your message. I'm worried about the loose trio. Are uh, too small. We only have two real go-tos in the line-out. The refereeing, triple question mark. You're not alone on that last point about the, the refereeing. Uh, we, uh, we will wait to see how this uh, tournament is officiated. Uh, on tour uh, with the All Blacks, not, not only are we, but uh, the news hounds of uh, New Zealand sports media and a very familiar uh, voice to this station, uh, young Kimberly Downs, um, has been running around like a lunatic from press conference to vision opportunities, then back to editing. She has been very, very busy. I was able to catch up with her. Look who I have with me. Everybody's favourite host on SCNZ. <laughs> what, you're interviewing yourself? <laughs> Fantastic. I can't wait to see how this goes. You'll be surprised how often that's actually happened in the mirror. <laughs> uh, everyone's favourite, you know, familiar voice to those listening to this on the radio as well. Gee, you've been busy, haven't you? You've chalked up some miles. London, Germany, now here to France. But, you know, from a professional standpoint are these what dreams are made of you know they yeah. are yeah. you know they are Dan it's it's been amazing I mean every trip has its challenges but no one in the world wants to hear you say that uh, of <laughs> course when they're going wait a second you've just gone to London Germany and France for your work you can shush about the challenges uh, yeah no it is what dreams are made of I mean covering big events yeah. covering events that mean something to New Zealanders that's kind of why we do this job right that's where you get the thrill yeah. from that's where you get the adrenaline rush uh, so yeah I've, I've, I've been loving it 
but the longer you're with the team, you, you pick up on so much, don't you? Ticks, mm. traits, mannerism, how everyone's feeling. So try, try and paint the picture. How down in the dumps were the All Blacks <laughs> after Twickenham? I don't know if down in the dumps is the right phrase, yeah. but they were certainly on edge. Yeah. I think there was a really noticeable, especially once we went to Germany, there was a really noticeable added edge and added tension in that camp that we had not seen prior to that. Um, I think in the, they go through these stages, right, it's almost like the stages of grief, where you go and they have that big loss, and I think first and foremost after the game they just feel devastated, they feel like the world's come to an end, this is the worst thing that could ever have happened, then the sun rises and things start to maybe settle a bit. I know from a couple of the guys I've spoken to that they only really start to feel properly settled and not at peace with the result, they're definitely not at peace with the result that happened at Twickenham, but they they start to feel like they can move forward a bit once they've done their review mm. session, which are generally, they're generally pretty honest and pretty brutal, um, and then that'll set them up for the week. I do think that they are champing at the bit to try and prove that they are not the team that we saw against South Africa at Twickenham. And like I say, in Germany, after that loss, I think I expected it. I expected the team to be more tense than they were, but even I was probably surprised at just how on edge yeah. they were. And there's been a real sense of that coming here to Leon as well. And it's actually reminding me uh, of what they were like in the week leading into the test against South Africa for the opener of the 2019 World Cup, uh, in which everything's on edge and you can feel it and you can sense it when they walk into a press conference and you can sense it at training and you can sense it in how strict rules are and how they go about things and when you're allowed into things and what you can film and how strict they are with it you know and it's and it's all of these little details uh, that you take note of so yeah I think on edge is the uh, is the best way to sum up how they've been the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know a combination of your own opinion on this mm. and having spoken to them why were they so far off the pace in that last was it just a warm up or more worrying signs yeah i you hesitate to give them the excuse of just a warm up uh, i do know from speaking to some of them afterwards that they acknowledged that maybe they did get a wee bit ahead of themselves right. at twickenham um, and maybe one eye was already on the world cup at that stage i you hope it's a blip, don't you? Yeah. And I don't, the problem is, I don't think there's a single one of us who can sit there hand on heart and say either it was an anomaly or say, nope, this is a sign of something bad to come because I don't think we're going to be able to know that or understand that until we see how they play against France on Friday because we hadn't seen that until mm. Twickenham. It, like, we were all riding high up until that point going, oh, they've figured it out, they've clicked, they've put things together, what they did to the South Africans at Mount Smart, the Aussies, Argentina, everything's great, everything's rosy, we're back on track for the World Cup. And so then I think from a public perspective, I think the result at Twickenham has just thrown people for a loop a bit because now you don't know what to expect. You don't know whether the true All Blacks are the team that played there or whether the true All Blacks are the ones who played at Mount Smart. And that, for me, in a way, I hate to say it, kind of the beauty of sport. 
in a, in a way. Yeah, yeah. You talk about yeah, the fluctuations there. Uh, that's something we've probably associated with France over the years, <laughs> yeah. but they've been so consistent over the last few years. I, I know you're there in a professional capacity, mm. but the, the sporting fan must be so excited oh. to get to start to France to yeah. because you know New Zealand fans, you're a bit dull. Um, the, the French, the French are not going to be. Sorry, it's, who are you, Jason Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a point, didn't he? You know, I don't oh. often agree with front row forwards, but it's going it's to be incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I I can't wait. I absolutely fizz up for this sort of stuff. I mean, like I said before, this is kind of why yeah. you do the job and you don't get into sport reporting unless you are a sport lover at heart. Um, and to have a new experience like that, I think, will be incredible. I remember watching the Test in 21, actually. Uh, f- we'll forget about the result. But just <laughs> <laughs> the show that was put on at Stade de France for that test looked incredible and I remember thinking at that time, man, imagine, imagine going to that World Cup opener because that will be spectacular. It will be something to behold. The French know how to put on a show. I think we're going to see that. I can't wait to get a sense of the atmosphere. Uh, I can't wait to get a sense of these French fans that everyone keeps going on about having a few vinos back and just absolutely letting rip. I think it's going to be a a great time uh, up until... Up until result time, and then yeah. we'll see how the night goes in yeah. terms of how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly Downs doing great work uh, for uh, One News, and of course, uh, regular here on SCNZ on a Friday with the Run Home crew. Gee, they get through some miles, and great to see carrying all the, the cameraman's gear too. A true pro. That's you, how you, a reporter should do it. You young Junos want to make your way in the world, win over your peers. Carry, carry the load. Uh, brilliant stuff, Kimberly Downs. Always insightful. Love uh, hearing from her. 17 minutes away from 7 o'clock. This is Rugby World Cup today. Today is the day. It's match day here in Paris. All Blacks, France. The eighth time they will meet at a Rugby World Cup. Oh, let's take you back and relive the memories of 2015 as we head off to a break here on Rugby World Cup today. Now the kick from Mishlak is Conrad Smith, a show of the ball and the offload off, brilliantly taken by Nunu. Milner Scudder, the step. Nunu Scudder, the score. Oh, brilliant try. Now some room for Carter, the bend. Oh, brilliant ball to Salvia. This is magnificent from the All Blacks. Brilliant take, and now the French are in all sorts of trouble. Ritalic, and it goes to Salvia. See you later. 11 minutes away from 7 o'clock. This is Rugby World Cup today, live from Paris, where it has uh, dawned a beautiful morning on game day. The first day of Rugby World Cup. We are counting down the clock. I stare at the clock, and it seems seconds are taking minutes. Minutes are taking hours. Cannot wait for kickoff. 7.15, Saturday morning, New Zealand time. And a man who has a huge responsibility for the All Blacks, no doubt, is Dalton Papali'i. Generally an open side flanker, he's been charged with wearing the number six jersey for just the second time in his test career. The first time was under the roof against Ireland in Dunedin last year. And we know how that result went. Dalton Papali'i speaking ahead of what is a huge occasion for him personally and his extended family as well. I think there'll be uh, quite a bit, a bit of emotion, but um, you know the good thing in this environment is that uh, we actually do have a lot of young players who have have experience. And you know, talking on my own, I know I have a process where I always fall back on when you know big games like this. 
Um, there are always going to be a lot of emotions going out there, but I know once uh, once it's time when the when the warm up starts to happen and all that, I know I've got a job in front of me, and uh, I put those emotions aside, and I think of um, being in the moment and just doing what's in front of me. So I'm looking forward to the challenge, and it's it's this is why we play rugby for occasions occasions like this. So you you always dream of this moment, but it sometimes never comes true. But in my case, it has, and. Uh, when I first uh, got told, you know, I was I was pretty over over the moon. Um, some feelings you can't really put into words, but I was just more proud of uh, proud to represent, uh, you know, this team and also my family. Um, getting to put my last name on the world stage and also do it with the with this team, you know, that I call call my family as well. You know, I'm shaking even talking about it now. It's it just means so much to me and. And to be going out there and doing it for you know myself, my family, and and the boys I go to work with, or you would you'd call it work, but you know with the ups and downs, uh, with it's truly special. And you know I'm gonna really soak it up. But at the end of the day, when we go out there, you know I've got a job to do, and and that's to to perform and to perform as a team. So yeah, just excitement levels are going crazy. So yeah. Very well articulated by Dalton Papali. I felt like I was in his shoes there, shaking, shaking at the thought of uh, playing a World Cup opener in France against the mighty French. I uh, wish him all the uh, very um, well, uh, the very best of luck. Eight minutes away from seven o'clock, getting towards the back end of the programme. We've been reliving the highs and the lows of this great rivalry that is All Blacks and France at Rugby World Cup. Many of you still are not over 2007 now, are you? Voilà, ils sont voilà, il est retourné, il est chez nous. Il est chez nous, monsieur l'arbitre, il la garde. La chine, elle est là, elle est là, elle est là. Non, non. Allez, le ballon qui revient au Néo-Zélandais. Avec McAllister, lui c'est un danger. Backwards. Soyalo, pris par Rinordoki. Léonard. Le, voilà, le ballon, le ballon. Avec Or, maintenant. Ouais, il est là, le ballon. Elisande, c'est fini Il faut aller jouer en tout, Jean-Baptiste C'est ce qu'il fait La France est en demi-finale de la Coupe du Monde de rugby Oh, the pain of 2007 and that forward pass. Let's finish off with our breakout performance. Uh, we've been uh, leading up to this tournament with our picks to click some potential stars who might break out. But how about we relive the greatest breakout performance ever at Rugby World Cup history? Surely, surely it has to be the great man from 1995, Jonah Lomu, as he utterly wowed the world. Breakout River Meets, 100% Australian meet and proudly supporting Rugby Union, the greatest breakout performance ever. Bash up again, New Zealand maintaining possession. Wide to Lomu, he's got the bounce. He's handed off his opposite. Lomu, oh, oh. Right out to Osman, to Lomu. Look out, Lomu in again. For Bashup again, who's had such a control in the first half. And then a little push out towards Lomu. And Lomu's chasing hard. And the bounce has gone to Little. Kronfeld, Lomu! Three for Lomu. Richards, Morris, intercept by Bashup. Lomu, hands off Tony Underwood. Lomu, heading for four. That's the most brilliant quartet of tries 
you'd ever wish to see. Well said, Quinny. Who will be the star of 2023? Breakout River Meets, proud supporter of local independent bunches and the Rugby World Cup. Rugby World Cup today done. When we speak to you again Monday evening, we'll have a whole heap of games to look at. Come on, the ABs.